Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. The Truth. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mitchell. I'm the producer of The Truth. And today we have two stories to play for you. Um, On our show, we like to experiment around a lot with using improvisation in combination with the recording studio. So we like to record a lot of improv and then edit it into a story. And so today we have two different stories that take two completely uh, different approaches to that. And these were both experiments. We didn't really know what we were going to get when we started. Later in the show, I'll play um, a piece that I made a few years ago uh, called Eye Contact. But the first one I'm going to play is a brand new story. We just recorded it two days ago, and it was completely improvised. Star professors in small liberal arts colleges are pretty interesting to me. Like there's So we started by uh, brainstorming some ideas. That's Chet Siegel. She's talking about a professor she had in college uh, who followed the theories of Carl Rogers. Behavioral cognitive therapy. And he uh, believed in complete transparency. So everything, being honest, not just to... Was this the honesty dude? This is the honesty dude. So this led to a conversation about how this might be applied to raising children. And then Ed Herbstman suggested this. Okay, so it's it's parents touring preschools for their kid. And it's basically Chet is the... So we had Chet who knew all about this philosophy. She's going to play the headmaster. And we had Ed and also Lewis Kornfeld. You could be two prospective parents touring together. Like two buddies who are checking out the school. They both have kids the same age. They're going to do this tour together. Yeah. Because the wives wives have to be at work today or something. Either the wives are at work or maybe they're checking out a different school. So we gave the actors just one take. We didn't do any retakes or extra recording sessions. And then I went through this afterwards and I edited it. And the result is the story you're about to hear. So here we go. This is Total Transparency. Oh, no, there he is. Hey. Hey, Steve. Hey. What's up? How much? Welcome to, what is this for you? This will be my fourth. Really? Uh Oh, I've only done three. Uh Marsha does most of them. Oh, yeah. She's done like six. It's insane. It's like a whole different universe. Truth be told, I don't even really know the clues I'm looking for. A lot of it all just sounds like the same kind of gobbledygook to me, and school's a school. I mean, this one, though, is it's a block from where we live. Yeah. It's got a good schedule. Browns are nice. And it's just slightly cheaper than the others. Yeah. I'm going more for a gut feeling. Where's Penny? She's over at uh, the Montessori school. She's looking into that one. Oh, Oh, well, then she's going to see Marsha. Oh, it's really, yeah? Yeah. Oh. With uh, the whole divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. going to... Okay. Sweet. Hi, are you uh, Mr. Yost and Mr. Sampson? Uh, this is Yost. I'm oh, Yost hi, Mr. Yost. <laughs> hi, how do you do? Hi, I'm Isabel. You can just call me Isabel. Oh, great. And I am the headmaster of this preschool. 
Hi. So, hi. Nice to meet you. Nice both. to meet you. So this is uh, this is the main building, as you see. So mm-hmm. this is a pre-war building. It's uh, quite beautiful. And uh, just as we're walking through, you can just take a peek into some of the classrooms mm-hmm. just to get a, a feel of it. Oh, look at that! They're not playing with wooden blocks only. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh no, that makes me happy. Yeah, we, we're a non-directive preschool, so okay. uh, we we do give. Is that like Montessori? No, very different from Montessori. Good. <laughs> the school does not believe in the rubric of praise or blame. There the is no what? Say that again. Rubric of praise and blame. So let's say a child uh, misbehaves in class. Their conduct is somewhat uh, reprehensible. Say so he hits another child or takes another child. She's talking away. about your kid, Steve. Yeah. So instead of saying, well, that is bad, assigning bad to it and blaming the child for his behavior, we uh, ask him why he did it and explain to him why maybe this behavior is not something that we can uh, continue. Mm-hmm. Do, do you find that children have enough self-awareness to be operating with a set of logic? I mean, oh, absolutely! It's unconscious. We all we all have a logic. A dog has a logic. That's true. So we we believe in that. We also believe in total transparency. So we answer the questions of the students not just in their clearest possible sense, but to the nature of their question. So you are just honest with them all the time. Any question they ask, I tell them everything they would need to know. So how does being honest prepare them to be better people when they're older? Because I'll tell you, if I was honest for like 30 straight seconds, uh, it would probably destroy my entire universe. Think about how much energy you spend finding ways to express things dishonestly to plan against the effects of saying something truthful. Mm, That is a good point. If you condition yourself from an early age that it's easier to lie... Mm. It uh, is. Then it's well because that's the way we've been raised. It's hard for us as adults to grasp, but it's very easy for children. Okay, but if I were to not lie right now, I would say that your entire philosophy is like a hokum you don't truly believe. To me, it seems that. I feel the same way, and this whole conversation, frankly, is making me feel very uncomfortable. Well, uh, what what? What parts of it are making you feel? Is it because See, you don't that understand even that right there, it? if I'm not going to lie, it seemed like you're on the verge of struggling with your emotions because you feel like you're under attack. Yeah, I'm not going to lie either. This feels almost like a sort of weird situation on the savannah in which you're the prey and hmm. we're the predators. Uh, well, I'm not lying. I'll say that against my better judgment, mm-hmm. I'm kind of enjoying kind of like roasting you on the skewer a little bit because it feels almost sexual. Wow. I'm not lying. I'm also having sexual thoughts about you. How does that help our children? Well, this conversation doesn't seem like it's about your children. This conversation is about the three of us and the conversation we've been having. And the problem is now you're backloading a lot of honesty. So if you had just been telling me all along, as each point came up, what was confusing, huh. now the emo- these little seeds of confusion or maybe frustration because you didn't understand a concept have now grown and grown and grown because uh-huh. you've delayed communicating that to me. So okay. we've not been playing the same game. That is an impressive rebuttal. Yeah, sounds pretty fair to me. That, well, that now I just me. think you're talking to me through the lens of the sexual excitement you just confessed, so now it's hard to say. I feel like, um, I feel like there we've got brochures and we've talked and uh, Great, yeah. you can ask me or okay. any of the other administrative assistants any other questions that you may have about the school. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure meeting you folks. Okay, did we use it wrong? Use what wrong? The honesty thing? There's no right or wrong. You used it. Right. 
can put it. it so, again, like that. Uh, it was feel great free to keep looking around, yeah, no, really not a nice problem. Yeah, thank a pleasure, you. real yeah. pleasure. Sure. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like for the first time it's really clear to me that I'm unhappy in my marriage. I don't like my kid. Hmm. You know what? Let's never talk about this place. Do you want a cigarette? I have some hidden in my in my cargo pants. Yeah, I think I need one. Alright, thanks. Total Transparency. That was improvised by Ed Herbstman, Louis Kornfeld, and Chet Siegel. And it was recorded at WNYC in New York. Special thanks to Christian Palak. And it was all improvised in one take and then edited afterwards. Uh, the next piece I'm going to play, uh, it was similarly generated through improv, but we took a completely different approach to the storytelling. Um, what, what it was was I had uh, a story already basically worked out in advance, and I gave the same story to lots of different people. And I had them relay the story back to me in their own words. And then I took that material and cut it into sort of a fractured monologue um, about riding the subway home from work. And this uh, originally aired on a show called Weekend America back in 2006. So here we go. This is called Eye Contact. I'm sitting down on the subway. I'm going home. Uh, I'm tired. I want to be there already. <laughs> Excuse me. It's so crowded. Excuse me. I can't get a seat. Oh, man, I can't believe it's so crowded again. I'm sandwiched in between, like, all these people who I won't make eye contact with me. And I'm looking up every now and then to see who's around me. There's this hot guy sitting in the corner. And he keeps glancing at me. He's looking at me, I'll look at him, and then we'll... Eye contact. Make eye contact. Huh. Did, did I initiate that eye contact, or was she initiating that eye contact? Do they find me attractive? Is that why they're looking? Even if I am flirting, I don't really want to be perceived as flirting. So I just kind of look away. Don't look at her. It's really embarrassing. I'm really actually not going to really talk to someone on the subway. Because, you know... That's kind of uncomfortable. No, no. We can't look at each other or connect in any way because it's, you know, we're just riding home from work. So I get to my stop. She stands up as I stand up. Oh, they're going to my same stop. This figures. She's closer to the door, so I'm just going to hang back a little bit. I'm going to let this big guy get in front of me. The door's open. You know, I get off the train. I'm really conscious of this person who's walking in front of me. And I walk up to the turnstile. There's sort of two staircases. I might walk to the other one so that I don't continue following that person. Cut over to the other stairs and walk quicker. Then there's no more following scenario. But then when I get to the street level, it turns out she's going the exact same direction. Oh, great. Down the exact same street. Uh, weird, in, weird. Um, 
Maybe I'll cross the street. I will cross the street because it really is uncomfortable. But the traffic is really heavy and I can't really get from one side of the street to the other. Well, I'll do it the next block. It seems too weird that we're still on the same trajectory. You've been noticed. Maybe he's following me. You know, how, how harmless could I possibly look? Let me just pass them. So I speed up. Walk faster, walk faster. Okay, I'm almost beside him. This is kind of weird. Okay, let me get all the way to the right. Let me, as a matter of fact, step in the street and step off. Now I'm walking ahead of her. Okay. Getting to the end of the street. Oh man, the light's red. We're stopped at the crosswalk. I was trying to pass you. Stop looking at me. Just, just don't look at her. Look at your shoes. No, I'm not gonna look at you. I'm not gonna look. Don't look at me. Look up and down the street. Just don't look at her. Just look at your watch. Don't look at her. Just just don't. Wait for the light. Stop looking at me. I turn the corner. Why are you looking at me? I get to my apartment. Don't look at me. I walk in. Stop looking at me. Eye Contact, featuring the voices of Tara Copeland, Marcy Giroux, Audrey Amy, Carolyn Fixman, Abby Russell, Edward Delapine, David Krasnow, and Eric Malinsky. And myself, I'm Jonathan Mitchell. I produced the piece. The story editor was Jeremy Skeet. It was originally uh, produced for a show called Week in America back in 2006. The music you're hearing right now is from the American Beauty soundtrack. It was composed by Thomas Newman. Um, if you'd like to know more about our podcast, we have a website, thetruthapm.com. We also have a Twitter account at the Truth APM. You can also find us on Facebook. An all-new story is just two weeks away. My co-producer on The Truth is Carrie Hillman. Our production advisor is Peter Clowney. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing... The Truth. Radiotopia.